Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, one of our interns, Ethan, continues our origin series and talks about working together on a team. He talks about how we are all stronger together, just like superheroes, looking at 1 Corinthians 12, verses 14 through 20. God created us to be on a team and has gifted us all uniquely. We hope you enjoy this message. How are we doing, guys? Good. That's good. My name's Ethan. I'm not real unfamiliar, but I haven't been up here a whole lot yet. Um, I'm the youth middle school intern at Fellowship Greenville this summer. I came right to Fellowship from a gap year program called One Life, where I got to travel and learn and grow and do it all with people that I really love. A little bit about me. I am one of four kids. I have an older sister, a younger sister, and a little brother. He's five. He's He's my favorite. He's awesome. Um, I love drinking coffee. I love playing music. I love reading. I love doing crazy stuff. I love, I really like the idea of like a low budget road trip right now. Um, It's kind of something that I'm on over my brain. Um, My favorite superhero is Batman. If we're talking favorite superheroes, the Dark Knight movies are by far the best superhero movies. You don't have to try to change my mind because I'm just right, guys. Listen, Um, favorite Marvel superhero, if I had to pick one, would be Groot. Why? Because he's a tree and he doesn't have a lot to say. And that's that's good for me. Um, So we're in this series called Origin Stories, and we've heard a lot about superheroes. Dallas started, started us off with the idea of living into our purpose, and what does it mean to, to, to know our purpose and to live into that? And then if you were here last week, Drew shared about how trials transform us, right? This week, we're going to talk about being on a team. So can you guys think of superheroes who work on teams? Slash, what are your favorite superhero teams? What do you got? The Avengers. The Avengers. Got it. Justice League. The Avengers. The the Revengers? I like it. Spider-Man universe. Like in the spider the Spider-Verse? Okay, I think it yeah, yeah. X-Men. Nice. Did you have your hand raised? No, I didn't. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. More? Oh yeah, yeah. Cool, like Usain Bolt and Eric Little and... Got you. Cool. Over here. Okay. Yeah. I have seen that movie. That's a, that's a really fun movie. Um, yeah, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Cool. What are your favorites? The ones you said, are they your favorite? Iron Man. Iron Man. Okay, just favorite superhero. So Avengers, would that be your favorite group? You like Thor? So Avengers, everybody likes the Avengers. Cool. So, so here's another question. Why do you think it's important that superheroes work on a team? Why does it even matter? <laughs> You're so right. Practically speaking, so we get more money. Yeah. Right there. 
Redneck Joe. Stronger together. Stronger together. I like it. We like superhero groups. This is true. Anybody over here? Anybody in the middle? I like your answer, stronger together. And part of that, part of that is that all of the superheroes have different abilities, right? That's why they're stronger together. So what if all the Avengers wanted to be Iron Man? Right? You'd have, you'd have, no, you'd have no Hulk. You'd have no Hulk to smash. You'd have no Captain America to, to use his shield. Um, so then what if, what if the Guardians of the Galaxy wanted, all of them wanted to be a raccoon like Rocket? I love Rocket. I think he's great. But the fact of the matter is, is, if they were all Rocket, there would be no such thing as Groot, and then Thor wouldn't have a new hammer. Okay? And what if Robin thought he could clean up the streets of Gotham on his own without Batman. I don't think he could handle it. I don't think he could manage. Do you guys? I don't think so either. How often do we wish like we were someone else? Guys, that can, you just, just sit with that for a second. How often do we wish like we were somebody else? I know I felt that before. The fact is, we've all wished that we had the talents or the gifts or the abilities or the physical attributes or the personalities of somebody, somebody around us, right? I've wished some of these things, and it's this question that sometimes makes us not want to be on a team when we begin to compare ourselves to other people. And why is it even important that we're on a team? Why does it even matter? Because sometimes we're so proud of our own abilities that we think we can handle it all. I love, I love the Lego Batman movie. It's just so hilarious and brilliant. Um, but in that movie, Batman's thing is like, I work alone. Like that's his the whole time until the end where he figures he can't do it alone, right? So we're, we're often like that. We're often like Lego Batman. Um, and we think we can do it all by ourselves. In 1 Corinthians 12, Paul tells us exactly why comparison to others and pride in ourselves is harmful to our communities. So Paul answers some of these questions in the Bible. So we're going to use this word teams to describe communities today. So that's, that's the word we're going to be hearing today. But we'll be in 1 Corinthians 12, 14 to 19 for our time together this morning. So I'm going to pray real quick and then we're going to get into it. Father God, thank you uh, for this time. Thank you um, just for the opportunity to look in your word and hear from you. Father, I pray that these would not be my words, but your words. Uh, We love you. In your name I pray. Amen. All right, here it is, 1 Corinthians 12, 14 to 19. It says, For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? And if the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose, if all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. 
So the first thing here that we want to realize is that God wants us on a team. Paul tells us that the body doesn't have only one part, but many. And this is pretty obvious, right? But can you imagine a body entirely made of ears? Like what if your friend only consisted of arms? You probably wouldn't be friends with them, would you? So everybody close your eyes, just close your eyes. You're middle schoolers, so you still have imaginations. So we can, we can use our imaginations. So imagine that you and your friend walk into a gas station and you run to grab a bag of Doritos and your friend says, I need to go to the bathroom. And so your friend goes in the bathroom and you go to the, you go to the cash register and you buy your Doritos and you open up your bag of Doritos and start eating, eating them and you're waiting for your friend and he takes a little bit and you're like, what's going on in there? And uh, lo and behold, your friend walks out and he's covered in arms. Guys, that's so weird. And it's so weird because that's not, that's not who we are, right? We're not just arms. We're arms and legs and eyes and ears and, and mouths, right? So in this, in this verse, the, the body is representing the church of Jesus, okay? Or a family of people who follow Jesus. The word, the word is... The word family is, is the word the Bible uses for team, okay? So the body can also represent the teams that we're on. So in your families or in your friend groups or in any other space where you're with other people, Paul is reminding us that these groups are uniquely designed with many members, many different parts. Our teams don't and should not consist of all the same people with all the same abilities. And along with that, we shouldn't wish to be another member of our team because we are all uniquely designed by God to be the part of the team that he's intended us to be, right? And this is why God wants us on a team. God wants us on a team because he has chosen to gift us all uniquely. So we're going to look in verses 15 and 17 now and, and see, what, see what Paul is telling us here. We, in these verses, we, we hear how important it is that we recognize our unique giftings that make us such an important part of the teams that we find ourselves in. Paul asks, what if the foot says, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body? He says that the foot is not any more part, and, excuse me, is not any more important than the hand because they each have their specific functions, right? Then he goes on and asks, what if the ear says, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body? So if the whole body were made up of eyes, where would be the sense of hearing? And if the whole body were just a bunch of ears, how would you watch your favorite Marvel movie? Listen, come on now. You guys, your whole body would be ears and you could hear the movie, but it would be too loud to enjoy, right? Just way too loud. It's a lot of ears. Yeah, turn it down. That's what I'm saying. So Paul reminds us how important each individual part of the team is. He tells us that God chose us to be exactly the way we are. So verse 18 says, but as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, 
as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? Did you catch that, guys? This is, this is, this is huge, okay? God, the creator of the universe, the one who is most wise and caring and trustworthy, chose you, chose to create you exactly the way that you are. Let that sit for a second. Maybe you ask why? Like, why did, he, why did he create me in the way he did? I've, I've asked that question before. Why did, why did God make me so short? Why did he make me so slow? Why can't I just be an artist? Why can't I have a good voice like her? Why can't I play an instrument like him? Why do my hands not do what I want them to sometimes? Why do I feel so uncoordinated? Why am I not pretty enough? Whatever it may be, guys, like we, we, we all ask those questions. And here's what's interesting. When Paul wrote these verses, he was writing them to a church that needed help loving each other with the gifts that God had given to them. So in the same way, Paul is helping us to remember that God has chosen to gift and create us in unique ways because it is through those ways that we can love others and serve the people around us. In his love for us, he chose to make us the way that we did so that we can pour out his love to everyone we meet and specifically to the people who are on our teams. God wants us on a team because he has chosen to gift us all uniquely. So all morning we've heard a lot of different words for the same idea. We've heard words like community. We've heard words like team. We've heard words like body. And the word that the Bible uses here many times is family. But the idea here is the same. It's, it's the people who we are around the most and who we are closest to, okay? So this could be your family. This could be a close group of friends. This could quite literally, if you play sports, be your team. These could be the people you play video games with. These could be the people that you share a hobby with, the people you serve with. In any case, your team are the people who God has placed in your life for specific reasons. So why has he, why has he put you on that team? Well, he's put you on that team because he's chosen to gift you in the way that he did and he wants you to use those unique gifts to love your team and show them what it looks like to love Jesus. He will also put you on a team because he knows that you need your team. The people around you have gifts that you don't have and you will offer gifts that your teammates don't have. We all need our teammates and our teammates need us. That's just the honest truth. We can't be like Lego Batman because he doesn't have fingers, just kidding. So whenever you find yourself interacting with your team or your community next, whether that be your family or your friend group or even the people you're with on Sunday 
right? The people right next to you right now. Remember the way that God has uniquely gifted you to love those people. If you're trying to be somebody else, you're going to harm the people around you and they will miss out on benefiting from the gifts that God has uniquely given to you. On the other hand, if you think you're too cool or too smart or too capable to do it on your own, you're going to find that you can't do it. The people who are around you, the people on your team have something that you can't contribute and you have something that they can't contribute. You need them just as much as they need you. So we're gonna go down a little rabbit trail here. I just mentioned that I spent nine months at a gap year program called One Life. And this program is really unique because you do everything on a team in community. So I graduated with, started with 38 people, we graduated 37, almost 40 people. And I ate with them and I slept in the same room with some of them and I cried with them and I got really angry at a lot of them and I loved them all and I laughed with them, played music with them. Uh, We had mud fights, we sock wrestled, we traveled to different countries, a different country. And guys, that was so sweet, but it was so hard. Because on one hand, sometimes you look around at the people in your community and you think, well, I wish I could be like them. I wish I could play music like him. You know, I wish that I could stop thinking and just act like that person. I wish that I had those talents and those abilities. I wish I looked that way. And then there's another place where you can go where you get so puffed up and prideful that you push those people away because you don't need them. And then when you're in this space by yourself with nobody, you think, wow, I really need those people because they have something that I don't and they need me because I have something that they don't. Now I'm speaking from personal experience, guys, because I was on both ends of the spectrum. I compared and I was too proud to accept the help and service of other people. It goes, it goes both ways. And we're all very susceptible to fall into both of those. And so just like the guardians of the galaxy wouldn't be able to do anything helpful if they were all trees with limited vocabulary, like Groot. I am Groot. Okay. Or Batman wouldn't be able to save Gotham and beat Joker without the help of Robin. Right? We can't go through our day-to-day. We can't go through our day-to-day. We just can't without a team of people around us who are all gifted uniquely, right? So our main, did, our main idea today was that God wants us on a team because he has chosen to gift us all uniquely. But guys, this, what's really interesting, and we're gonna finish up with this, is that God is our example of a team, Right? He is a team. He's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, don't try to pick that apart and figure it out because your mind will break in half. Guys, that's, that's so above our ability to understand. But he is a team. He's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We serve a God who resides in a family that shares perfect, self-giving love and has shown us that perfect love by sending Jesus to earth to be our savior, right? 
So as we go away and think about what God wants for us, that he wants us to be on a team because he's chosen to gift us all uniquely, we should also think about the team that he is and be thankful for the example that he sets up for us. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, I'm going to pray us out, and then we're going to jump into some discussion questions. Father God, just thank you for your example for us, um, your example of a family, your example of community, and how you uh, perfectly love those members of your community. Father, I pray that we would love those members of our team. I pray that we would move towards people because we realize that they have something that we don't. And I pray that we would love those people well because we have something that they don't. Father God, I pray that we would be humble, that we would accept the help of people. Jesus, thank you that you are the the example of humility for us. Uh, God, we love you. And just thank you for these guys and the way that they've listened today. In your name I pray, amen.